Ashan, I just want to know how the experience has been in Qatar. Uh, how what what was the feeling like? Uh, this was your first World Cup. This uh, was my first World Cup. So okay. I so I wouldn't know if it was any different from the previous World Cup. Hmm. Uh, but I mean, it's not how the me- media has portrayed it over there at all. I mean, it is hot. The uh, some of the accommodations were terrible. But the same thing happened in Brazil. The same thing happened in you know uh, Russia, South Africa before that. But this is the media just you know focusing on Qatar because I don't know this this whatever what I felt was it was such a Asian World Cup. Like apart from the teams performing on the pitch, the crowd was like mostly you know people from Saudi, uh, Saudi Arabia, the many you know Arabs from Tunisia, Morocco, a lot of Koreans and Japanese, and and a lot a lot 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 of Indians like right. Half the people like over there in the stadiums will be Indians. That too, Malayalis. Like right. I could hear like Malayalam everywhere I went. Hello, everyone. Right. Uh, welcome to Content Factory. Uh, this is a brand new episode of Content Factory. And this episode is very special because it's a World Cup special episode. It is a World Cup season. A lot of exciting matches is on is on the go. Uh, so it's it's time for us to do a uh, to a fun review of what's happening in the world of football. And to re- to do that, we have a great crowd with us. Uh, so I'll introduce one by one. We have the usual suspect of myself, Gautam, and Rudresh, and all hi. along with us. Hi, hi, Rabi. Along with us, we have uh, three other people. um who are all great friends of mine uh, i'll i'll start with the first one um who who with whom i have the longest association i'll start with you satvik uh satvik you want to introduce yourself and you want to tell about bit about how you fell in love with football and what are your favorite world cup memories well hi jappy good to see you again hi rudran everyone here so here satvik this side i'm a huge football fan a man united fan a huge minority in india and that's the exact reason why i fell in love with football because everyone played cricket i didn't get to get a bat, even touch a bat or a ball the feeling wasn't my thing so i was like yeah i might just hop onto the hop onto the field rather it was a basketball court actually sorrow will 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 know what, what what i'm talking about so we used to play football with a tennis ball on a basketball court and that's how we started loving falling in love with football back in school and uh, i so i'm a netherlands supporter so for me i mean for most of the netherlands supporters uh, favorite memories could be all about the total football and you know the the like as recent as van persie header but for me it is the 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 long range range stunner which Uh, Giovanni van Bronckhorst had scored against if i remember Uruguay in the 2010 World Cup that was from the touchline and bam right across the top corner so top wins for him and that's my favorite most recent memory for from the World Cup as far as Netherlands is concerned yeah okay uh just to uh, give you a, just to give you a background Satik has been my uh, classmate from my law school days and uh, we played a lot of football together watched a lot of football together um and 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 traveled to a lot of places to play football so that these are all the favorite memories that connect us and uh, right now he's um, working as a trade expert trade law expert right am i right 
Yeah, trade policy, yeah. trade law. It's just trade boring policy. stuff. Yeah. 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 yeah, I just want to chip in and can say, yeah, I just want to chip in and say that the whole uh, thing of playing uh, football with a tennis uh, ball on a basketball court is yeah. definitely something I resonate with. I've done that in my school also. So, it's amazing. Isn't yeah. that insane? And, and the, the worst part is that during our time, Everything was up to me, up to date with uh, as far as cricket is concerned, but not care about a football field in India, right? Yeah. So yeah. that's the only way. And you know, in, in fact, in fact, in hindsight, you can think that you know, learning learning to control a tennis ball using our leather shoes. I think, yeah. like, uh, if we were, if we would have been more serious about it, we could have been the next Messi or Messi. Or, <laughs> I, I was just uh, thinking, like the goalkeeper was the person who would have to go through the most because it's such a small ball, right? They have to like protect it. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, so we'll come to the next one. Uh, the next in line is Ashwin. Ashwin Sayadamadavan. Uh, he's an, another great friend of mine uh, who's from Kochi, who's, who's a banker. Again, uh, a football enthusiast. Uh, somebody who uh, who drinks, eats, sleeps football. Uh, I don't, I mean, I was, ama- I often get uh, amazed by looking at his feed, how he's able to follow 24 7 football. I keep asking him, how do you do this? Because I, I get distracted. I mean, I, I like football, but I, even I get distracted at times. And this guy just follows it uh, 24-7. Ashwin, please take it hi, away. Guys. Hi, hi, hi. Hey. Uh, yeah. Gautam has described me like very accurately, I feel. Yeah, uh, yeah I do eat, sleep, you know, everything football. Uh, I'm a huge uh, United, Manchester United and England supporter. Uh, I started following England because of David Beckham. Like, uh, so when I was, I was uh, 11, 12, my, my uncle and auntie, they are in England. So they, they got me like a small diary, uh, which had like Beckham's photo on it. So ever since then, like I was a huge fan of him. Uh, and then the, probably one of the earliest memories I have of uh, football itself is uh, Beckham taking that uh, free kick against Greece, if I remember yes, correctly. Yes, yes, yes. That was yeah. like probably one of my earliest memories of football. So ever since then, I was hooked on to Manchester United and um, England. And like one of my bucket bucket list items was to visit Old Trafford and go watch a World Cup match. And thankfully, I've done both. I've oh. just checked out the second one recently. I watched a match in Qatar. So, that to England's match. But it was a very boring match. But, yeah. Yeah, we will double click on the Qatar thing. I, we, we want to know what all, all about how the experience was and what your no, thoughts no, around. No. Yeah, once we introduce the whole set of people. Uh, then la- the last but not the least person here is Swaroop. Uh, Swaroop, again, uh, has uh, is somebody very similar to Ashwin. Um, um, you know, Eats, lives, sleeps football. Uh, you know, he's somebody. He's as active as a as a news agency itself. Uh, he keeps sharing in our WhatsApp groups. He keeps sharing all the interesting news, all the transfer saga. And I keep wondering, wow. I mean, this guy has got a um, has has got amazing loyalty to the club and a lot of knowledge about football, a lot of technical knowledge as well. Uh, so, Surub, please enlighten us about your story. Yeah. Hey, man, hi, hi, hi everybody. <laughs> that's unfair. That's unfair. I was, I was hoping, I was hoping, to say something. 
<laughs> you talk about Lawrence City <laughs> football United and dude, Ashwin, come on, you yeah. back up, man. Let's back up. It's not just for which way as well. Yeah, I think I think I think I'll I'll give half like maybe uh, I think more than seventy percent credit of my football following to Satvik because uh, we both were in same school and I have seen it personally uh, the, the the episode that he was talking about where we we played uh, football with a tennis ball on a basketball court so I've been uh, I've been uh, I I've seen that in my uh, school life. But then, uh, yes, uh, football was one thing which which got which got into me through Satvik because uh, he used to play football a lot in school, and mm. I used I, I initially did not used to understand football to be honest, very honest, and uh, I give this credit to Satvik again because he only introduced me to Manchester United because he had a he had that AIG kit which he I I don't know if he still has has it with him or not, but the, I do. But the AIG, that's my favorite one. Yeah, okay, fine. You you still do have it. So uh, yeah, so he he showed me that uh, that kit to me, and uh, and he 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 then explained about the team and how the clubs are there and how they play, and uh, so from there uh, I think it it was it was during the school time itself. From there I got to know that okay fine there's a there's something called football club which exists, and there's a whole setup of uh, there's a whole league setup which is there, and uh, because. Uh, Till now, like like say four or five years down down the line, if you see, uh, there was no official kind of a uh, football competition which would be which would get a a, a foreign audience in India uh, until ISL came up. But still, yeah. it it has a, it has a long way to go. But before yeah. that, nobody knew that okay, fine, there is something called uh, a, a, a English league or something called German Bundesliga. But uh, but yes, now now it's growing up. But yes, I would I would give the credit to Satvik. So uh, I I also started following uh, Manchester United because of him, and uh, then then the interest grew with uh, with time, and it went on and on and on. And uh, now that like it has been like around more than I think 10, 15, 15, 15 years maybe following Manchester United and uh, the and football. Uh, regarding the World Cup, which uh, 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 I I I had not watched the World Cup before. I think 2006 when the famous headbutt episode happened. Yeah. Um, I think it that was the that was the first World Cup I, I followed, and that was the first uh, World Cup that I had. Uh, I, I I as far as I remember that I have seen seen. But my favorite moment from uh, for, from the World Cup was uh, was with another uh, like it's an it's an episode. I don't know I don't know if uh, anybody re- remembers or not. Uh, it was I think. Uh, um quarter final match between uh, netherlands and uh, costa rica and uh, my favorite moment is from that match it's it's kind of strange because um uh, louis van gaal substituted his own his his starting goalkeeper with tim cook yeah 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 i remember at the 120th minute and everybody was surprised because nobody like tim cook was supposed to be the reserve goalkeeper but he was not supposed to he, he was he was not even played in that world cup as far as i remember and silison was the was the starter he was the number exactly one. yes silison <laughs> was there and he was substituted and and silison was in was in top form like at, at, at in that in that world cup and in uh, and and overall also so nobody was expecting that kind of a substitute and that was the last moment of the game like i think it was 120th minute and that was the last substitution that you could have you could have made something like that and he came on and uh, i was i was seeing that match and bec- uh, because uh, again uh, 
due to satvik because satvik used to follow netherlands team so he he had that affinity towards netherlands so he he had asked me to watch their matches also so i i started watching their matches and uh, fortunately i was watching that match and tim krul came on and he saved two penalties i guess he saved two penalties uh, penalties uh, uh, in in the in, in the penalty shootout and uh, netherlands made it to semi finals in that particular world cup so i think that was a game changing moment for netherlands and uh, that was something brave of lois van gaal to do at that particular crucial point of time so i think uh, that particular moment would always stay with me as far as i remember like uh, in, in the in the recent ones and there are other ones also where the match where robin van persie does that flying uh, header into the goal that yeah. that's one more one of the spain, right? favorite ones against spain yeah Spain. Okay. I think it was against Spain. I think I oh, I don't no. remember who was the opponent, but it was it 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 has to be one of the best goals that I've seen in the World Cup or or let's say in, in football in and and all together. So yeah, that's that's how it is. Yeah, that's that's great. I mean, so many memories uh, associated with the game. Uh, so I just want to open the floor to the the next set of uh, items on discussion. So. again um, i want i want to listen to your stories about i mean not stories but your take on uh, your first your choice of your favorite teams and uh, what do you think are the chances of them in this world cup uh, who want to go first so do we want to start uh, which is your which is the team that you're supporting and uh, what do you think are the chances uh, uh, i think uh, the team which i which i've been supporting since like uh, a long time now it was germany but then i cannot germany. even speak now because it's already out of the world cup and uh, and i think they deservedly had to go out of the world cup because of the, uh, the like they did not have a good squad and yeah. uh, there was there was there was no team uh, I, i could not see a team on the field it was just 11 players who was who were playing on field uh, they did they did not look, look like having any kind of strategy so yeah they went out uh, so i'm not i'm not really i'm not really sad about it that they yeah. went out of the world cup because uh, then uh, it, it was it was fine to to go out, go out against against teams like uh, spain and uh, uh, and japan but then yeah. it, it it kind of hurts when you say that again teams like japan because uh, it would it would have been an easier shot if it was uh, germany of 2006 or 2010 maybe but then yes uh, uh, now that they are out and japan deservedly had like they they defeated and they went into the uh, into the round of 16 so yeah so i i really cannot say much about that but l- let's hope uh, in the in the coming rounds whichever team goes they they deservedly go in, into the next round yeah. so, but guys, in a lot guys one fun fact you're not sorry yeah yeah sorry a fun fact uh, for the first time ever in the round of 16 there are more more asian teams than south american teams ever in the in the in the world cup oh, so okay. i think that shows yeah. the progress that shows progress of asian football should be happy about yeah, that yeah yep. i i just on that topic i just want to open i just want to know your thoughts what is what is spurring this change where is this coming from is it a is it more like a luck i mean is this serendipity or is there a process behind is there a scientific reason why more of such teams are coming in and qualifying to the next rounds uh, i w- i would i would suggest uh, so see the, the the problem with the with the european teams is that the players don't really play together the top teams i'm talking about 
Yeah. And uh, if you remember the the the, the most successful Barca Barca squads have coincided with the most successful uh, Spanish squads. If you if you, yeah. if you look at Netherlands, yeah. the most successful Dutch squads have coincided with the most successful Ajax squads. So right. So that kind of according to me has a huge influence, and we we've all we've all known uh, known um, the the golden generation of English football failing miserably, mm. and. Uh, They've been, they've been in the English legends who've come and said that we didn't like to play together. United players didn't want to play with Liverpool players. Gerard didn't like Lampard. Lampard didn't like playing with Scholes. So those issues huh. were there. So I think I, I'm not saying that it's the club football which is to be blamed, but it's just the fact that the more the players come from different, different coaching schools of thoughts. To the club football, the more difficult it gets for them to perform at the at the global level because. Uh, if you look at Brazil, if you look at Latin American countries, every World Cup gives us one unknown, unknown star from Latin America. Whether it's James Rodriguez or whether it's Ed, uh, even Roberto Firmino, for that matter, mm-hmm. didn't know them. They came, they played in their domestic leagues, they played together, they had the camaraderie, they played well in the World Cup, and then moved, moved, made their career switches to, to to Europe. So I think the oh. the success of a national team hugely revolves around having a streamlined coaching and a streamlined uh, streamlined philosophy when it comes to football on the pitch, and that's where I think the European play, the teams are failing quite significantly now. Right. Ashwin, uh, what has been your favorite upset in the tournament so far, like, and and what do you make of it? Uh, I just want to add something to um, yeah. Sathik's point before I touch on to this yeah. as well. Yeah, so yeah. I think it's it's the fact that you know uh, grassroots football have they it has improved on a drastic scale in in Asia, like especially uh, Japan and Korea, and which is clearly evident in their progress. You, you should uh, the the technical ability that these players, you know, that even the the, the players that play in their domestic respective domestic uh, leagues, the, the technical ability that the, these guys are showing are just impressive. Like you're seeing, like you know, players from uh, Korea and Japan press players from European nations, like man to man, you know, pressing like, and they do it in a very organized, systematic, in a very cohesive manner as well. And I think yeah. the fact that you know uh, the the use of data analytics. Which has increased a lot is helping the players as well, and moreover, many of these players are in in um, Korea and Japan they're playing in Europe, especially the Premier League, so which increases you know the the exposure of them to like you know massive pressure situations. Which in in previous years, if if you see probably the most famous Japanese player was Keisuke Honda, you who used to play for AC Milan, but in a very you know subpar AC Milan team, right, and even. Korea, he just uh, they had Park Ji Sung and that was it. They didn't have any other players, but now they have Hyo Ming Song, they have Kim Min Jae, they have Hong Hee Chan. They all play in like a very good team in like you know, and in a or in a very good league. Right. So I think that played a massive role as well. Yeah, good and, that yeah. you talked about pressing because uh, I think the when I saw when I saw the match with uh, Spain, I think the first goal from Japan side was a result of that pressing, right? Of that press, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. came like yeah, somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah. So the attacking third, yeah. Sort of any thoughts on this? Uh, any any thoughts on why uh, these smaller teams are coming up? Uh, 
apart from what um, ashwin and satvik said i think i would agree to both of them because uh, i think it becomes very important that you uh, whenever you are playing with your own uh, country teammates uh, it ge- gives you a sense of connection and it gives you um, a sense of more sense of understanding as satvik mentioned initially that uh like most of the barca squad squad that was there it made it to, made it to spanish squad and as, as uh, for ajax also it made it to netherlands squad so i think it is important uh, that uh, the gelling that happens in asian teams and maybe because because uh, that most of them play uh, together at 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 one particular place and not a lot of players which go into different leagues at different places so they have they have that more uh, bonding together and they, they have more time together to play together and that's what has caused them to uh, you know achieve greater heights and also that they have this um, uh, like small, smaller teams like uh, like uh, and and for that matter this is the first time or like, like this is the record number of teams that asian teams that have qualified this time for qatar world cup so i think six six teams qualified from afc region and this right. is the highest that uh, that any in any world cup any asian teams have qualified so i think it is important that uh, you know uh, to have that feeling of togetherness and i think uh, since since now that uh, more and more teams are being involved and more and more teams uh, uh, have have now uh, you know uh, gotten into the fray so uh, that's why i think like smaller teams from asian afc region are doing well like to to have that bonding with each other and to play with each other gives you a lot of sense of confidence to play at a at a at a stage like world cup so yeah yeah i think it all started with saudi arabia beating argentina and the whole reaction social media <laughs> reaction to it was so crazy <laughs> yeah they were roasting messi they were roasting argentina there was a lot of because there was a, there's a huge fan following back in kerala on you know for argentina Uh, the trolls were all around right yeah ashwin go ahead fun fact like when i was in qatar this little like saudi kid he was probably 5 6 years old just ran up to me and he he asked me like where's messi like, i was like re- literally like taken back <laughs> so that's the thing right that where is messi that dialogue is trending in all <laughs> yeah. places right yeah i've seen that earlier what i like uh, when you see the when you see asian teams and uh, uh, te- technically or tactically uh, the coaches also tell you when you when you are playing against a bigger team that you need to sit back and defend mm. and yeah. hope to break the teams teams on the counter but uh, now like like since say like uh, past 5 7 years or maybe more than that uh, mm. the teams which are which are which are uh, say smaller on paper or let's say the asian teams which we are talking about they are starting to starting to uh, you know work more on the technicality of the football and they are starting to keep more possession and starting to uh, be on the ball more and uh, move the ball and and not wait for the maybe wait for the wait for the opposition to attack and then and then play on the counter so now you know uh, the the confidence has increased and uh, and uh, and and the credit goes to the team and uh, the credit goes to the management staff and the and the training which which might be happening and in inside the in, inside the training arena that they are doing this because in this world cup also i have seen uh, i have seen 
I think it was it it was the Saudi Arabia match which Ashwin was talking about right now. The second half was completely different from the first half against the against Argentina because right. uh, maybe the pep talk pep talk work which is now circulating on the yeah. on the social media also. Right. But then still, uh, I I don't think uh, only the pep talk works. I think on the field also you need to see you need to show some confidence and courage. So I think that's what has happened uh, with the passage of time that. uh asian teams have started to show more courage and they are starting uh, they they started to believe in themselves which i think which it, it which i think was missing in all uh, same earlier part of the decade but uh, yes uh, like slowly and slowly uh, all these teams are coming into the, into them and and i think that will only help football in at a at a larger level right and and uh, one of the casualties of uh, these smaller club coming in uh, coming into the next rounds has been belgium and belgium's decline has been uh, very uh, surprising because it, they 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 used to call themselves the golden generation uh, last last uh, uh, golden generation last uh, world cup right what what happens in zen ashwin satvik shurup you can see in the pots it is a mixture of the coach I mean, okay. uh, Martinez. His is probably his biggest achievement was winning the FA Cup, I think, with Wigan. So that was his biggest achievement, and and he guided them to a relegation, I think, as well in the same year. I don't remember correctly, but that was his like you know coaching pedigree, and they appointed him. Belgium appointed him as the as the coach, and I think their highest ever finish in the World Cup was the uh, third place finish in I think two thousand and. 14 the brazil yeah. one sorry or yeah. I, I, i sorry the russian world cup so that was their highest you know um yeah. highest ever finish in a world cup and i think they have massively underachieved for the squad that they've had like you know even they had a huge uh, i mean they have a really good depth as well in the squad but they've just failed miserably and moreover i think the the um the chemistry between the members were like it was all all off this this uh, this tournament i mean there was a public like you know uh, like war of words between vertonghen and de bruyne i think de bruyne called them old and then yeah i called the defenders old and then he hit back vertonghen hit back at the you know midfielders because they were not supplying balls to the forwards and then even lukaku was a huge flop was indeed during this tournament he missed like i don't know three three or four like you know open chances during that game but i'm just happy Actually, that you know morocco it. came through i'm just happy like the fans they deserve you know they deserve this qualification to the round of 16 one of the most passionate fans i've seen so they they thoroughly deserve it yeah satik you want to come you're saying something uh, uh, i just want to wanted to um uh, um informed that uh, I, i think i think i read it somewhere today or yesterday that even kutwa said that, that this this uh, excuse about old age and you know all of those things are just nonsense because he gave the example of real madrid and he said that we have cruz and uh, modric playing in real madrid and, and we are world beaters So effectively, it's not about age; it's about how you play and how you interact right. with each other on the field, and that's exactly what Kurtu highlighted was that mid our midfield was the the Belgian midfield was just not up to the mark, and you know that actually ties up with with the the coaching which I was talking about, and also the club football aspect playing playing under different managers which I was talking about. 
Ashwin, correctly said, what is the legacy of Roberto Martinez? <laughs> Just getting Wigan win the FA Cup and then getting it relegated in the same season. So I think that's not a that's not a world beater. I mean, with with all due respect to Martinez and Terry Andre being being his uh, number two, they haven't done anything in con coaching respects. You have you have these you have the best. I, I think I think. Playing eleven, we can have at least seven or eight people who are the best in their positions in the Belgian squad in the world. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not a. I mean, they're just some of the numbers which they make. They weren't playing as a team, and it it was clear. It was clear that at least the backline stage was showing a little more than the mid and the forward for me because they were static and they were letting the they were they were, they were not closing the gaps. They weren't fast enough and. They paid the price. Of of course, there were issues issues with with Lukaku. There were issues with the midfield, Carrasco and other people as well. But defense needed shoring up. And the problem with the Belgian squad and the Belgium system in total is, is that they're not being able to to have ready made uh, ready made replacements, if not replacements, at least under studies of these legend these. These players, because they really need to do that. If you have to have sustained sustained success, if you want to have a system where you you keep on creating more and more, more and more world class players, you need to have that system where you bridge the gap between the youth which is coming up and the outgoing legends. And I think that somewhere and that there's a disconnect there, which I think was was under because if we had if we had good backup youth young players who've had played in tier one clubs of tier one uh, uh, European leagues, I'm pretty sure Martinez would have had better better teams teams to field and uh, could have done himself and his country a lot more. I mean, rather Belgium a lot more favor than he did in this World Cup. Yeah, a good observation there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, I know you guys are the masterminds uh, and follow follow the game really closely. To challenge you on that, we have a special uh, segment here. Uh, what we have here is a bunch of trivia questions on football, and and RD is here with a uh, few of them. He's going to pose it to all of you three guys. I mean, you can you can you know you can uh, go for uh, whenever you think you have the right answer. So over to you, RD. What is your first question? Right, right. Uh, before I start asking questions i just want to make it very clear that uh, from the conversation i've been listening to you guys seem to know a lot about football i am very like beginner in sort of football knowledge so i might be mispronouncing some names so i hope that's okay so first question and uh, bonus points to whoever goes first is um, and some of these are bizarre also so i'll come to that but first is which country uh, has appeared in three World Cup finals, but has never won uh, any of them. Like Netherlands. Awesome. That's the correct okay. answer. Wow, that was very I was, fast. I, I, I was just, I was just sucking on this I, question. I think we <laughs> should answering it, right? We do not even let us analyze the question, man. Are you talking about like can we can we tell our team which has won? Okay, fine. But then before that, you answer. Okay, fine. Anyways, I I just wish there was another team. I just wish it wasn't the other than Patrick can connect to this. Yeah. 
I can feel you, man. Kerala Blasters has done the same thing. Kerala Blasters has done the same thing. So, yeah. Relax. Guys, at least KB is playing. Delhi's team is done. Three or four questions on the trot, and then you can come back later, and then we okay. can make a final count. That's okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Who's taking the count? I hope someone is. I, I'll, I'll, I'll keep the count. I'll keep the count. Yeah. Okay. One one point for Ashwin now. Ashwin is leading. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um. All right. Next question is: Which Ballon d'Or winning footballer had a galaxy named after him after them in 2015? Now you know their gender anyway. Galaxy, wow! I didn't know scientists were caring about footballers. Zidane, Zidane. player who has a galaxy named after him. Zidane, yeah. you know. No, that's not the answer. Yeah. Bonus okay. points if you can name the galaxy. Ballon d'Or footballer. Sorry. Yeah. The, the, yeah. He, uh, the uh, Ballon d'Or winning footballer. Okay. Messi won the f- footballer of the Ballon d'Or winner was me- Messi in two thousand fourteen, right? So probably either Messi or Ronaldo. Mm. No, no, fifteen. It was for sure. It was Messi. Sixteen. Okay. Was, no, it's fifteen was Messi. But uh, if it the uh, if it was named in fifteen, then I think it should be fourteen, and that's Ronaldo. Ronaldo. Oh. Abi. So, are you giving the answer as Ronaldo? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's the correct answer. Oh, it's Cristiano wow. Ronaldo. Wow. Okay. You are a guest. That's such a great logical answer. reasoning there. Yeah. 2014 and 15, amazing. Do you want to also name, try naming the galaxy? Okay. No, I have no idea about that. Like, I cannot answer. Maybe Satya can. How many numericals would be in that? <laughs> um, you can use uh, three letters to actually. Uh, I bet CR seven, huh? Yep. Oh, it's, wow. it's basically <laughs> it's, it's called it's called uh, ga- uh, Galaxy Cosmos Redshift. So okay. CR seven Cosmos uh, Redshift seven. Oh, okay. Is this just uh, is is this just a uh, um, uh, uh, conspiracy theory? Because Cosmos <laughs> Redshift Seven makes sense, and football freaks making it CR Seven. Uh, I smell right there. So <laughs> who, who won the point? Though? Who answered this? Sorup or Satik? Satik, Satik, Satik. Okay, okay. But, but I gave up Messi and he said, "Okay, it has to be 14. Uh, right. I give all the credit to Ashwin to, for for pulling for giving us 14, 15. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just okay. I just thought like 2004. That's why I said Zidane. Yeah. Uh, right. Right. I'll okay. Bring in the third question. Yeah. The third question is: In which World Cup did Diego Maradona 
score his infamous hand of the god goal 86 86 against england that's the answer yes actually yes. again uh, two points and two one up it was that's a match that i i mean that's That's why I hate him for a legend that he is. Okay. That goal. But he scored a brilliant goal, like you know, the same game, like the second goal was just brilliant. That was a brilliant goal, and the, it was the second goal. Hand of God was the second second goal. No, hand of hand of God was the first one, right? The first one. He scored the second goal See, later. Was, I think. Yeah, that was the winning goal. Correct. Correct. Absolutely correct. He scored the second goal later on. in the second half yeah. it was a really tight match right i think around the 70 72 minutes i think hand of god and then later on when england pushed up he ran through the english fans yeah fans and then but, um, but i'm pretty sure ashwin will be like where is war i wish war was there <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of which what do you guys think of L- lampard yeah. same for lampard's disallowed goal against uh, oh germany. yeah man yeah yeah germany got like you know Like rightfully, like deserve yeah. that goal. You know the Japan that the goal that Japan scored. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you guys like, have you know? seen? Have you guys seen the video which FIFA had has released justifying why the whole of the ball wasn't across the line and it was there was like <laughs> minute like two millimeters of the football circumference still overlapping with the line and hence it wasn't. Well, oh. I'm not complaining. Germans out. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> What do you think of uh, the implementation of technology in football? Is it is it going to go going to do good to the sport, or or is there a, is there a, a negative side to it? Uh, for me personally, the negative is that you just can't celebrate the goal. You know, I've been a goal scorer okay. ever since I started playing football, and do like it sucks, man. It sucks that you can't just fucking like just rip off your t-shirt and just you know. I mean, there have been instances that the players have ripped off the t-shirts and be yellow card, and the goal is scored. Like oh man, what a monkey man! So 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 I think I think that's that's that that's the that's one problematic issue. But yeah, yeah, I mean you can use technology to and it's being used correctly in the world of according to me. And uh, the only issue which I have is this with with these armpits and toe toenail uh, offsides. Now oh. that's where I want to take some some sort of inspiration from foot from cricket, when there's an issue, there's a thing called umpire's call. So if you're like more than 50 percent of the ball is outside the stumps, but still hitting stumps, it's umpire's call. So let's take a hint from that. If it if it's if it's given a foul, then give it a foul. If it's given a goal, then give it a goal. If it's given an offside, give it an offside. So I think I think yeah. there you can you can you can keep that element of uh, human touch still relevant while hmm. having have the technology assist us. But uh, that will only work if the f- offside. Offside rule is changed again and go and uh, taken back to the previous one where the flag has to go out the moment the attacking player touches the ball, and not at the end of the attacking play because that is really that's one of the dumbest rules which I have seen. Yeah, got it. And and Ashwin, you were saying something on this? Uh, I just hate that you know the Premier League referees implement it on like in a very inconsistent manner. Like you know, it it, it changes from game to game. Changes from match to match. It's very annoying to watch. And then the the definition of you know clear and obvious error as well. It's a very, it's not a very definite you know a definite uh, situation. I mean, it's not 
clearly defined that you know in which situations you can use var so that is also slightly ambiguous i feel and mm. and the implementation sometimes you know certain referees they do not use it correctly and yeah it's 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 it's, it's annoying especially as a united fan you know you've been given penalties against using var for like you know the smallest of fouls but then we've yeah. been like you know our players have been fouled and like you know intentionally pushed over but we'll get no penalty so and even goal scored you know if you guys remember the middlesbrough game last year it was right well better right. left unsaid oh my that yeah. was yeah oh yeah no terrible but uh, yeah okay is one of the most important question yeah sorry i cut you there but i was just saying that it's time for another question yeah um sorry sorry guys like we we just keep on blabbering Okay. <laughs> no, no, that's the that's the main gist of this podcast. I'm just adding fillers because I have nothing else to do. <laughs> But uh, okay, so let's see, let's see who answers uh, this one. Um, can you name uh, the former Germany international um, who went on to become a professional wrestler in the WWE? Ooh, okay. That's something I've never heard before. Hmm. Baller turning into player wrestlers. Vice versa is also not true, I think. <laughs> I've I've seen foot ah uh, cr- cricketers turning into wrestling. Flintoff, I think, went into wrestling. That I know. Uh, But that was not wrestling, but fight. boxing. Boxing, sorry, boxing. <laughs> Shreeshant yeah. also went into boxing, I think. Yeah. Any guesses there, Ashwin, Atik, Sorun? No. I think German, I will pass on this. German, uh, German footballer who has who has turned into a wrestler. Yeah, international footballer. So international they have played international matches. Yeah, turned into clearly this might be someone who I mean no offense, but who had a failed international career. Because <laughs> successful successful one would clearly not do not make that choice, right? and you won't do that oh, once you are retire because your body won't allow so i'm guessing a player who might not be good enough mm. but still be in the pink in like good health i mean you can't expect a retire person who's retired in his late 30s becoming a wrestler so has to be some no man i passed that analytical okay. mind working okay. pass on this we really really <laughs> pass on this and we need the answer okay. so the answer is uh, i hope i pronounce it right tim wees W I E S E. Oh, the goalkeeper! Oh, wow! Did he know? Okay, the goalkeeper. Right, Charles okay. or something. Charles. I think I think he was the, he he was the goalkeeper in 2006 World Cup. Yeah, I think. I think he was the backup goalkeeper, right? Backup goalkeeper, right, right. Okay, so he went on to become a professional right. yeah. WWE uh, uh, wrestler, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. करेक्टली Okay. And after that, Noya took over in from 2010 to 2010. Yes, yes. So 2002 was his last World Cup. Oliver Kahn's 2002 World Cup was the last World Cup. Six, he did not play. 
Suleiman hmm. took over in six. But he was in the squad, right? He did not play, but he, he was, was in the squad. He was in the squad. I think these three, these three were there. Team Visa, uh, the Lemon, and Khan was there in the squad. Oh, the right. Great question. Of course, of course, he did not start. I don't remember if Team Visa started any match in 2006. I don't remember. I think hmm. Lemon, yeah. he, he was there till the last. I think Germany went on to become yeah. the third third team. Like they defeated. I don't ah. remember right now, but yeah, they, they, they were they were third place team in 2006. Okay. In 2010 mm. also. And 14 they Germany. Yeah. Germany, yes. 2010 and mm. 2006 and 10, both both the times they were third. 14 they of course won the World Cup and then they. And. For the fact that France broke the the curse of the, the group stage, Champions finally, the, the the, right, yeah. it right. has been a bad moment since 2002. But did Brazil get knocked out in the group? Oh, they did, right? Yes, they got knocked out. Right. But in 2006, Brazil got knocked out. In 2010, Italy got knocked out. Right. And like that. Yeah. It went on till now, but now, of course, like now, France has moved moved into the quarterfinals. Right. Okay, are, are there more more questions coming up, Rudresh? <laughs> because I really need to catch up. These guys are taking two, yeah, and, yeah. Or two points and one point already. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we'll we'll have um, bringing the next question with that. Thanks for that nostalgia, all those uh, <laughs> So next is uh, English rock star. Elton John was twice mm. the owner of which football club? Watford. Oh, that's right. correct. Wow. I read an article on Athletic about the ownership. It's, the fans just love him, it seems. Oh. Yes. He, he's a Watford, Watford supporter also, I think. Yes, he is, he is, yes. So three points to Ashwin then. Hey, two I weeks. Think I, okay, he was. Two yeah, weeks. Yeah, it's three one, I guess. Three one, no. Where is the second it's one? Three one, right? three one in, in in favor of Ashwin. Ashwin, okay. Yes. Hey, I got. I got. Yes, two yes, Didn't I get two correct? Hello. Which one? Do, do, do I get anything if I win? How does it work? Wait, 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 wait. We need some things to be sorted out here. Jap, I got CR7 and 86. Got 86 even before RD finished his question. Oh, yeah, sorry there. Then my mistake. That would be 3 2. 3 2. 3 2. So, wait, wait. So, Ash, did you get Team VC? No, 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 I didn't, I didn't. Nobody did. Nobody got it right. No got that, Thank so. God. <laughs> then, then, make it 2-2 two, two, then. 2-all then, right. Yes, because, because, because the British has asked five questions till now. That's what I remember. Do I get a bonus mark for the CR7 one? For naming the galaxy? Ali, your calls. Definitely, I think. That deserves a bonus. <laughs> that does. That does. Okay. 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 So let's so, get back. Get back to the conversation. Okay. Have for telling that 
2016 it was messy so that you could have realized that in 2014 it was cr7 <laughs> no exactly yeah, yeah. So i i that uh, the credit goes to ashwin for that for sure so it's 3 2 i won't take the, mm. i won't give my credit to him i'll give an additional credit to him for that so yeah <laughs> <laughs> <Let's keep laughs> nice man nice one oh. i like this Let's back, get back to the conversation, Ashwin, uh, and then we'll resume the questions after a while. Uh, Ashwin, I just want to know how the experience has been in Qatar. Uh, how, how, what, what was the feeling like? Uh, this was your first World Cup. This uh, was my first person? World Cup. Ah, so okay. I, so I wouldn't know if it was any different from the previous World Cups. Hmm. Uh, but I mean, it's not how the med- media has portrayed it over there at all. I mean, it is hot. The uh, some of the accommodations were terrible. but the same thing happened in brazil the same thing happened in you know uh, russia south africa before that but this is the media just you know focusing on qatar because i don't know this this whatever what i felt was it was such a asian world cup like apart from the teams performing on the pitch the crowd was like mostly you know people from saudi uh, saudi arabia the There are many, you know, Arabs from Tunisia, Morocco, a lot of Koreans and Japanese, and and a lot, a lot, lot, lot of Indians. Like right. half the people, like over there in the stadiums, will be Indians. That too, Malayalis. Like right. I could hear like Malayalam everywhere I went to. Oh. So it, it's such an Asian World Cup, and the experience was, you know, very, very surreal. Like. Um, the the hospitality that we've gotten everybody was polite the guard the, the police the stadium guards even the locals the locals like after one match like they were giving out free food to like you know who, who whoever was like exiting the stadium so it was, they they were very friendly they were very sweet and yeah and even uh, mexicans the mexicans also were like you know they they traveled in huge numbers like Oh. that was like a really huge surprise for me like you know people like this football crazy traveling from halfway around the world just for like you know a couple of matches unfortunately unfortunately for mexico and saudi arabia what a hard game for mexico but both of them yeah what a hard game a... man 95th minute yeah didn't they didn't they go out because of the number of yellow cards went down for oh, the okay. number of goals scored i think Oh right, right. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, if Mexico had scored one more, I think they would have. So they were. Right? So they were ahead on goal difference till Saudi scored in the 95th minute. That oh. brought them down. So they were. They were already oh. through. They were already through till the 94th minute actually. Oh, that oh. goal. Oh right, 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 right. So then they they were they were pegged back uh, on goal difference level, and then on goal scored the goals for. Right, 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 right. I just somehow love the Mexicans. Are they the crowd or the team? Actually, I'm from the days of Carlos Vela. Then you have obviously Chicharito. Then you have Hector Hernandez, and the entire team. Okay. There's, there's some, there's some joyous, youthful. Who was the them. Barca defender? Marquez, Marquez, right? The Barca defender. Uh-huh. Rafa, Rafa Marquez. Rafa, yes. Rafa Marquez, right? Yeah. What a team! Like you know, like they've always been perennial underachievers, in my opinion. But there's just something yeah, that bring, brings smiles. Have they ever had a? But have they ever had a good squad? As in, uh, like you know, any notable players apart from these? Like they never had like a single standout player, right? So that's Probably the beauty. Was, you know, that's something which I like. Actually. Yeah, I mean, yeah. On on 
in the world cup stage they were like you know they were such a joy to watch like you know they were like one of my second teams like it was always a pleasure to watch them that and, and the fans following was a surprise part for me like, i just i'm just so happy that you know people travel like a long way to watch them and yeah one more thing i wanted to say about qatar was uh, the stadiums man hmm. he uh, so i went in took a selfie in front of all the stadiums that was yeah. like my thing to do in qatar and it was brilliant all of the stadiums they look like you know superb and they were like this an archaeological uh, sorry an architectural uh, beauty to see all of the stadiums mm-hmm. obviously they invested a lot of money right 3 th- yeah. 300 billion or something yeah. 200 billion right 200 plus billion yeah yeah, yeah. i mean that's like the roads as well the roads and other buildings as well because they built a new city just for the world cup so a lot of that went into building lusail as well so Mm-hmm. Are you saying something? No, I was just saying that how do you imagine like this kind of money? It's just like a number which I can't like like think about. <laughs> But anyway, that just reminds me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's time for another bizarre football question. Um, which Swedish footballer once had a clause inserted in his Premier League contract? Okay, that prohibited him from traveling into space. It's a oh, Swedish hmm. footballer. Has to be has to be Zlatan. Has to be Zlatan, yeah. Um, I don't think that's the answer. Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Oh. Uh, so, any other? What is the reason why I'm saying that? Swedish maverick. Can you repeat, repeat the question once again? Surely yes. So, the question is that uh, there is a Swedish footballer. uh who played in premier league and uh, there was a clause inserted uh, in his contract and the clause prohibited him from traveling into the space so you have to guess the name of the swedish footballer okay are you saying hendrik larsen not sure i'm just saying a random guess no which what is the guess hendrik hendrik larsen no 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 come on united will so if you want <laughs> oh okay he was on loan for like 6 months that was it uh, last and right and he wanted to stay actually he wanted to stay further but the contract yeah he wanted to stay no but i think no no i think ferguson wanted him to stay but but i think he come uh, promised the the his parent club that he'll yeah, return yeah, after the 6 months yeah 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 crazy man but uh, but who okay, I mean, we don't want to know the answer do we, to be okay, honest do like, we know we, any we cannot even like we guess also on this Do we know any other Swedish mavericks? Wait. Uh, mm. What do you remember, man? Mm. Like uh, and uh, was Tim Kalstrom? How, how long it has been? Sorry, is did someone answer? No, was Tim Kim Kalstrom Swedish? I'm not sure. When was this, Adi? When was this? So. Uh, Do you want to know the, when the ban was, or like when when uh, the clause was put? At least, at least, at least, at least you can tell me. Tell us when when the ban was. We could guess with the year if we can. Wait, ban? Okay. Was it banned because he really went to space? What? So it's okay. I'll just guess. I'll drop some hints. So okay. this guy, he had expressed an in, a desire to visit space on one of the first commercial passenger flights, which were due. 
to leave in 2002 Oh okay space oh. okay. okay yeah that's that's a long time back man long time back mm-hmm. so the club was like no you need to not go and we'll make you sign a deal right hmm. okay okay i don't remember any swedish players from that any swedish player played with united okay that is the did say united no right no right no no Okay. Oh, okay. You 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 said that he has stayed for United, or, or like that is not there. No, no United. No United. Okay. No, no United. Okay. You want to know uh, the club? Then I can tell you the 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 club that he played for. Okay. As if that's gonna happen. It's Arsenal. Ah, Arsenal. This is Arsenal. Yeah. Arsenal. Okay. Oh, I don't. Freddie Lundberg. Sorry. Freddie Lundberg. No, no, no. Okay, mm. he played for Arsenal, but okay. Uh, I have no idea. For multiple <laughs> clubs. Yeah. That's also oh. right. But yeah, he retired at uh, Sunderland. Oh. What so wait, what's the answer? I did not get it. So uh, should I give the answer? Yes. Yeah, yeah you need. To, I think so. The player is ca- called uh, Stefan uh, Schwarz. Never heard of him. Sure. No idea. No idea. Okay, we are not. We literally not heard about him. Right, right. Okay. I think he got famous for this reason, probably. That's why no one heard about him. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but I don't blame him. If I had the money, I'd also want to go to Swiss. Yeah, I mean, perfect uh, interest for Elton John, I guess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice man. Very nice, sad. Nice I think he's coming to the fi- finals. Yeah. And Adi is always uh, up with trivia. So with that, we coming to the coming to the final segment of our podcast, which is what are we looking forward to? So I would want to know from you all, if you guys, what are your uh, thoughts on what's going to happen in the coming few days? what are the teams that you looking forward to what are the players looking forward to and then we can wrap up the podcast after that uh so do you want to go first okay you, you you're talking about the world cup right yeah world cup world cup okay so as as we have we have now already entered into the round of 16 of world cup now already i think three games down now and uh, another 13 more to go which includes the england senegal match which is going to happen tonight uh i think uh, this has been one of the most uh, one of the most open world cup that i have seen where the giants have been slayed very like uh, like teams which, which were which were which were not expected to be beaten and uh, they went out and uh, the, the the teams which were which were giant killers in in the in the group stage they have proceeded but 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 i wouldn't say giant killers because because they deservedly win, won all those matches not by luck or by not not because the opposition uh, opposition was uh, was overawed by the team but but they but, but they literally played a very good matches in the group stages now looking forward to the next uh, next round or let's say uh, after the round of 16 uh, what i feel that uh, there are only few teams as as i can see right now which can which have the firepower and the ability to you know uh, make it towards make it towards say, say uh, quarter finals or maybe even semi finals 
uh one of them is england of course uh, uh like uh, as compared to the last uh, last few editions of the world cup i think england has been uh, has been stand out com- compared to all the world cups that i have that i've seen since like say 20 years now and uh, they have they have played as a unit and they have uh, literally uh, done some good work uh, on the pitch uh, but, but then of course uh, uh, there might be some few a few complaints about gareth southgate not not playing players which are better uh, which are better in the squad and playing his his own favorite players that he prefers to play but then at the end it's paying off for him and at the end it's it, it's working out for him and he's he's also he's also making sure that they win they win and, uh, and they proceed further for further so uh, i would say there are two teams which i am looking forward to uh, in in the upcoming say two to two or three days or like in, in the next round also which which would include england and uh, netherlands because um nobody was giving cha- a chance to netherlands before they, they they came into the world cup because everybody was like okay fine uh, they are they are they have been historically very good but then uh, but then they have not they have not done very good in recent times and also that uh, the squad was not in in, in a good shape say, saying that uh, uh, they have not played together a lot so maybe there was uh, there was sense of doubt that okay fine they might not be able to go further but what i see from now like uh, since the last game that i that i saw with them that uh, the last round of 16 match that i saw i think they have got into the groove and uh, they are they are one team which uh, which can play very fast football and and they are one team which have technical ability players which the, 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 that they have up front and in the midfield so and and england of course as, as i told you they've been uh, good in since past two years now made it to the euro finals also uh, of course they lost to italy but uh, but then uh, they have been improving since then and they have shown why they are one of the favorites of this tournament and so yes i would say i would go with these two teams and i would in my opinion i would really want both of them to reach finals i don't know if they can if they both can reach the finals because i have still not i still, i don't remember the exactly the paths to to the finals but if it if, if it happens i would be very happy to see both the teams in the finals any player that you looking forward to watching uh uh like both the teams combined or should i should i yeah. say one player is each from each team anything works okay uh, i think uh, one player that i'm looking forward uh, to uh, like in 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 the upcoming uh, matches including today is marcus rashford for the reason being that he has been he has been amazing since like after after the after the like the injury stricken uh, time that he was there he had been criticized a lot i have been also be, i have also criticized him a lot in uh, previously but uh, we all know that he has he is supremely talented we all know that he can uh, do wonders when he's when he's fit and uh, that's what is showing in his game and he has he has been showing it with the united squad this season and he has shown uh, it he has shown it uh, with with gareth southgate's england team also uh, um, in the first match also and in the, in, in progressively in, in both the matches also that his involvement in the team and his presence in the team is so important and he adds that extra flair that maybe you know uh, no other winger can provide in this in the in that england team because i do not see any natural left wingers which which who can do who can who can play or, or who can create or who can score goals like he does or he has been doing in the uh, in the english side so yeah that that's one player i would say 
uh, including like uh, from uh, from all the players that I have I have been seeing that I am looking forward to who can who can make an impact uh, coming on as a sub also and also can can also score goals when he's starting. So yeah, Marcus Rashford would be would Rashford would be my choice for the for this World Cup. Great, Ashwin, your thoughts? Um, to add to Rupes. Comments. I'm just glad that you know he brought up Marcus Rashford because I was always uh, poking fun of you know Swarup in the other group for like you know making fun of Marcus Marcus Rashford. Like I always used to like you know tag yeah. him whenever Marcus uh, Rashford scores a goal. So so good thing that you brought that up, man. <laughs> and uh, so I think Brazil and Argentina have a good chance, but unfortunately they'll have to face each other in the semi-finals. So it's either one of them if. Who like whoever qualifies in that in that match will I think will eventually win the World Cup because they have a they have a really good squad. Brazil has like you know almost two world class elevens. Even Argentina, Scaloni is a good coach because um, he's won the Copa with them as well. And the the final against Brazil was like his his like tactical uh, genius. Argentina won just because of that. And then Messi's magic as well. Uh, and then england when it comes to england england i don't know uh, southgate is uh, like his tactics and everything is like you know called into uh, question like each time england play especially you know the the big games uh, but if you take the set, set uh, statistics england i mean southgate uh, england under southgate is they're performing the best uh, in tournaments like ever after the World Cup, so they're like his- historically the best since 1966 uh, after Southgate has taken over. So they might reach. The, I mean, they. I think they'll beat Senegal today, but I, uh, but in the next match they're gonna face France and England in the last three tournaments. Although they have done well, the the they have lost when they have faced you know difficult opposition. Like in the World Cup, they lost to uh, Belgium in the third place knockout, uh, and I think they've lost to uh, they lost to uh, Italy in the final. And then I think the only big team that Germany uh, they have beaten is Germany, but that was a declining Germany. So yeah, England might get relegated. I mean, they might get out of the competition by the next match, unfortunately. Hmm. So Argentina and England, yeah. Okay. Argentina or Brazil, they have the you know to okay. win. Any player that you were looking for? Mm, I want I want to see more of Foden, you know. Though I'm a United fan, like Foden is is a very you know young, exciting player for England. I wish uh, Southgate plays him more, and you know he shows his magic. Like some of the moves that he does for City are like. You know, just just brilliant. Like, I think probably he's like England's, you know, technic most technically gifted player. Like, you know, really good on the ball, very very creative, very very. Uh, he has quick feet. He's you know he has those skills as well. So I'm looking forward to like him the most in this tournament and Gakpo as well. Such an exciting talent, man. I hope United sign him. Hundred million, man. Not less than that. No, 50, 50. Anything less than 100 million. PSV coming. No, no, it's 50. It's 50. 
50 was summer 50 they no, were no, no. it was 30 in summer as per jason uh, john uh, as per the telegraph it's 50 now so probably 60 or 70 with the united tax but still such an such a such a you know exciting player gakpo but i think mbappe will be the uh, top scorer though he's on fire man like i think he scored a hat trick today so it'll be very difficult to contain him in the next match who am i uh, qualifies like in it england or senegal be very right. difficult containing him he's always on like you know his game during during the world cups yeah it's going to be difficult task for trippier i guess Yes, I think it'll be Walker starting though. I think it'll be Walker. Yeah, I even I had a feeling that might start against Mbappe. He has a better positioning, and I think he might, he might, he might have a better chance of stopping Mbappe than than Trippier. True, and maybe even Southgate might play three at the back, though he has not done that during this tournament. Yes, maybe during you know the bigger, the better opposition, he might do that as well. I think he has done that previously. Even in even in Euros, he had played three at the back, right? I think. Yeah. So, but that was throughout the tournament. I mean, uh, throughout yes, throughout the tournament. Yeah. This year, he's always like played that four-three-three. Uh, I'm surprised that you know he's uh, he's playing with just one holding midfielder. Yes. Yes. He has been playing with one one holding yes, midfielder and without the back three. Yeah. It's very yeah. you know progressive. Very unlike yeah. Gareth Southgate. Sorry. Yes. Very unlike Gareth Southgate. Yeah, very unlike yeah, Southgate. Very unlike, unlike Gareth Southgate. Yes, yeah. I have never seen him uh, playing that attacking, that kind of an attacking structure uh, since the time he has taken over. So this is the the most attacking structure that I have seen is this World Cup or let's say after the after the Euros ended that he switched to this system of four three three. Yes. But, <laughs> and I think I think it's 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 paying off. But 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 as I said, like I really wanted to. one uh, i have i really wanted to you uh, know uh, see more of foden as he said i was also about to say that but then but then uh, my mind was like saying okay fine you cannot take his name because you, you just said united fans <laughs> so you cannot really take his name but yes uh, but if i if i if i have to remain neutral on that case i have really like think i i will i whenever i have seen the, the matches of england I have really thought. I have that thought has already gone into my mind yeah, that I was not in the starting eleven. Very easy on the eye, isn't he? Like it's just pleasing him, like on the ball, like very. Yes, yes, yes. Very, very cool and very cool and composed. Yeah, very natural. The ball just comes natural, to him like yes. naturally. Yeah, reminds me of like Ozil or somebody like that. Correct, correct, correct. I have. Yes. I, I, I still do not know why he plays Mount above Foden. But then, uh, but then but he has been. I think Foden will be starting today, though. Saka, according to, I mean, I just read something right now. Saka will be starting ahead Saka of starting uh, ahead of Rashford, yeah. And Foden, I think, I think Foden will play for sure today. Interestingly, like you know, another. Interestingly, Tifo has a proper video dedicated, and it's titled "What Does Mason Mount Do?" Watch that, guys. Ah uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that is absolutely correct, man. I have really not understood. Maybe he works. He works really good for Chelsea, or maybe he does good work in 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 the in the Chelsea squad. But then uh, I have never seen him make creating something good or creating something I, great for the team as I, he plays as, as an attacking midfielder. 
I think what Mount does is basically he's a really good presser of the ball. So I think he wants somebody. I mean, Southgate wants somebody for that. You know, turnovers high, deeper into the opposition's territory. So I think that is why Mason Mount plays because I've never seen him like contribute much when England's on the ball. I I've just seen his like off the ball work. Like his defensive work rate is is like you know commendable. That is there for sure. But and and I think one more thing. That, Two good, you know, if you already have Jude Bellingham at the back, you know, if you already playing yes, a CDM, yes. and then you're also playing a CM now. You're not playing two CDMs. You're playing <laughs> yeah, a CM yeah. and a CDM. So exactly. I still do not understand why why Mount is doing the pressing work. I, okay, fine, but, maybe he's there for that work, but still, you know, uh, that no, that is something he should not be I, doing. Southgate does is he's treated England like a like a club. uh because many of the players that play under southgate they are doing well for england but they are not doing well for their respective club uh, club squads for example sterling maguire uh maguire even pickford to an extent like these three players are like almost the bedrock of of the english side like if you take it because maguire was i think i think he was a stand out defender in 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 the group stages for england mm-hmm. uh, he was he was immense against australia he was brilliant against iran i i just remember seeing him make a single mistake during the three games that england has played so yeah i and southgate i think that that credit goes Ashwana, to him like, you know ashwana i've got two questions actually because see of course you're the sure. you're the english fan here right so um number mm-hmm. one what do you think bellingham is being underused or misutilized by southgate by playing him at number 8 i think he should be at number 10 and secondly why why are pickford and maguire playing better and especially maguire actually why is he playing better in an england shirt is it because of the level of competition he's facing is it the people around him is it the coaching it's got to be something um so i'll answer the second question first because so i think international football it's it's not like the premier league it's it's a slower you know it has a very yeah. slower uh pace it's much more uh it is it's suited to maguire plus even uh, southgate plays very defensively and uh, he has a support of you know uh, declan rice ahead of him and he has a confident uh, pickford behind him as well and england though they play a a, a high line pickford uh, sweeps up you know very good in united he is lacking both those things uh, until this year i mean united never had a casemiro till like this year he had fred or mctominay ahead of him and he had a de gea who wouldn't like you know step out of his line so these two things and plus the fact that you know the pace of the uh, pace of international football i think these two factors help maguire a lot and he plays well because of that and also he has his understanding with shaw from from united so that also helps him a lot so i think i feel that is a maguire plays better for england than united and also additionally the the the, the focus the press the attention whatever he's facing for england is less compared to united because uh we oh, yeah, absolutely focus that england has england the, the english media they focus on 
colored players unfortunately because the bias is there the, the xenophobia the racism it is yeah. clear it is very you know obvious for the english press but in united the, the focus it's, it's it's more like you know it's on individual players rather than the skin color or yeah. it's on the on the performance of the players rather than the skin color so and the english media can't really lash out at its own national team the way it would for you know because you do have your you, you do have your inclinations and your uh, your uh, um, but biases but they have lashed out at rashford they have lashed oh. out at sterling but again that, saka yeah but then that goes that ties up with with your uh, your argument around city uh, exactly right the bame group is i think i think, I think uh, we got we got a bit deviated no <laughs> these, yeah, these guys are, these guys have started discussing now that's a, that's, a, that's a good yeah. thing that's the beauty of the conversation right, right to to have these tangential conversations to have all those to have all those ideas put out yeah i really so, want everyone to hear satvik telling about his own his teams that he's looking yeah. forward to yeah satvik yes uh, well i'll start by saying that the the world cup will end with argentina versus france as the final and okay. I clearly see wow. Fra- nice. I, clear- i clearly see france just defeating england in the next round clearly hands down because it, the reason why i asked the maguire question was because that's exactly france brings to maguire and england what they don't want to face you don't mm. have only one or two attacking midfield attackers there the france when france attack and we see we saw that today right they are crazy they it's 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 whether it's mbappe whether it's whether it's uh, griezmann whether it's i mean you you have the wing backs getting into the edge of the boxes and hitting volleys i mean it's crazy so i i i don't huh. and, and 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 to add to that satvik and i'll just i'll just i'll just interrupt you in between just mm-hmm. because like you know nobody nobody uh, everybody was like okay fine france is depleted they do not have uh, and golo kante they, they, they do not have pogba now benzema is out so like the two three main players which would which were automatic starters if they were in the squad they would they they were not there and uh, with, with, with the likes of these three giants that were there in in france and they started with chuameni and who's who's like playing the playing for the first time in the world cup and i think he has he has played six or seven seven or eight games i think till now as, as an international and now he's playing playing uh, a world cup and you can see that you, you can see that okay fine uh, you know as, as just now you said that the wing backs that they have that that zul skon konde on one side and uh, there's there's hernandez on the uh, on the other side like they have been literally bombarding the box with with the crosses like from uh, like continuously and jiru has literally filled up that space that benzema created benzema that absence of benzema is literally nobody can feel it and then mbappe is mbappe so yes just please please carry on satvik satvik is there hello i think he there is a network issue that's okay uh we'll we'll pick it up from he Yeah. Hello. Yes. Yeah. Am I am I audible? Yeah, you're audible. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Please, please, please. All I was saying is that when you are in a defensive four and you're just seeing Giroud, Mbappe, Griezmann, Dembélé attacking you, backed by Rabiot and Chouameni, 
come on man give me a break i mean i just don't see any any team on their side of the world cup schedule being in a position to stop them i i think I, i'm sorry like england is is good um, they are the they have improved massively and they are one of the best generations they've had but uh, dude france is is like i'm i'm pretty sure it's going to be france versus spain in the in the in the semis and uh, as far as the netherlands is concerned it uh, france think... has the advantage additional advantage of you know having won the cup as yeah. well so they have that experience they have that you know mental resilience absolutely and oh, sorry sorry go on go no on. no so i i uh, i was uh, coming back to netherlands because uh, i mean i mean i'm in your i'm in your place ashwin because i know that you see a heartbreak when england faces france the fact that i'm pitting argentina as finalists clearly show that argentina will defeat netherlands in the next round and <laughs> i mean yeah i mean you we have, we have to face the reality i i know <laughs> well we're in the same place man i know but the, the, i'm just the only the only concern which i have is whether brazil will be able to field their best 11 because they are really depleted by injuries right now so not really sure how well they can actually cope with that especially when they are they are quite infamous for being but isn't isn't it this uh um hesus and um who was the other one who's out as well Neymar? alex teles it's just alex teles and hesus uh, right yeah neymar also and they weren't even starting right they they don't even start for uh, brazil right But, but Neymar is Neymar is going to come back come back after after okay. this match right I think he he's supposed to come back after the round of 16 match exactly in, right in the round of 16 there will be he will be available for quarters He yeah most and Brazil are going to play Australia no sorry who do they play against in the this thing they play Croatia oh, they play Morocco right They play Croatia or Japan? No, I think they're playing Japan. They're playing Japan. They're playing Japan. Brazil, Brazil are playing against Korea, South Korea. South Korea. Oh, right. They're right, playing right. Korea now, and they're mm-hmm. playing Japan, Croatia, Japan or Croatia. See, why I I think it, it it's gonna be one. As I said, it's gonna be it it has been one of the most open World Cup that I have seen. So I I really. like uh, now that uh, like uh, anybody would would go for the for, for for team which which you know which can win the match but since my whole idea of seeing the giants you know winning this ma- winning this uh, competition or giants winning a particular match has completely gone down the drain due to all the permutations combinations that has been destroyed by the by the, by the lesser teams in the group stage so i i am now i have i am like literally hopeful to see one of the asian teams in the you know in, in the quarter or maybe even semis and i think that would be uh, no, no 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 the biggest achievement that that an asian team can have or would have had in the in the football history so and i think since it has been the the story till now in this world cup it's going to be really really interesting and it is going to be really fascinating to see any of the asian teams which are there in the round of 16 to make it to the semi finals so fun fact the last time the world cup was held in asia an asian team reached the semis yeah. so really hope, south korea you know this time 
Germany and Belgium are the two big ones who have fallen out. That actually makes life easy for the other giants, first of all. You know, like two of the bigger ones are gone. So okay. I see, I see, I find it difficult for the smaller teams now to actually go uh, go for a giant killing, especially when it comes to the 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 psychology of the knockouts. Knockout. And yeah, uh, so that's one thing. Secondly, I think, I think, I think, I thought like I'll be hated for this, but I think Switzerland will defeat Portugal in this round because the Portuguese aren't playing oh. as a team. They are. I just don't. I mean, Chelsea fans out there, you know whom to attack. No, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> no, no, that's fine. That's fine. See, see if I'm... Instagram handle Stoics Outpost. <laughs> well, he can, but I'm taking there. There are things to be taken. Yeah, go on, please, go on, please. But see, like uh, when you looked at the way Switzerland played throughout the the the, the group stages, yes, they conceded goals, but then the resilience and the team spirit and the way they played as a team. Obviously, Portugal has a bigger, better, better uh, talent pool, but but somehow I don't know. Maybe it might go to the penalties, or maybe a brash red card, or something. I don't know. A part of me thinks that oh. I'll be pitching Switzerland to face Spain in the in the next rounds, and uh, what a heartbreak that will be for Portugal. But uh, I just wanted I to. I just wanted to choose one giant. I don't want that in my I wanted to choose, choose one giant <laughs> killing. If I would have chosen Senegal defeating England, that would have been too harsh. And I don't see Morocco defeating Spain. So I think I think Port- Portugal fighting dust with that. Switzerland is. I think. I would. I, I would mean, go for Korea defeating Brazil. Ah, nah, come oh. on, come <laughs> on, come on. Too fast. <laughs> how about how about Japan defeating Croatia? I mean, that's like the least, you know. But I don't think. Yeah, the, I don't see that as an. Uh, I would say the giant killing because. Yeah, yeah. Croatia, Croatia are a decent one. But Japan's playing at a different level altogether. I mean, you have to respect them. They, I mean, they were you know World Cup finalists, and you yeah. know you have to give that fact. Yeah, but but the way Japan. I think they have a they have yeah. a very um under you know under the radar golden generation as well. Oh. But they are growing. I think they have period. Right now, I think the squad is similar to what Belgium has. I think the Croats are getting old. I think they have an aging squad. Yeah, I think only in defense, only in fullbacks that they were not like you know massively blessed with. But apart from that, like they have like really good players like you know Kovacic, Modric, Rakitic, Guardiola. They have really good players. 
But uh, let's see, man. Let yeah. the so, um, let, let the best teams win, yeah. and uh, I hope that let's defeat Argentina. But that's not going to happen. So I'll just shut my mouth here. <laughs> so um, I like how how we how we how we play for the Netherlands and then also accepted that they won't go through. <laughs> nice one, Satvik. You can't. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway, anyway, let's move to the part. Yeah, so that brings us to the last segment. So um, this podcast is essentially, uh, I mean, the whole idea of starting content factories too, is to have, is to derive the content that brought you here. Mm. Uh, so one final question to all of you, uh, and I start with Ardi here. What is that one content that brought, brought you closer to football, what inspired to know more about football? I mean, when I say content, it can be, it can be films, it can be books, it can be, uh, it can be anything that you consume and that you got, uh, you got, it got you excited. Ardi, you want to go first? Um, yeah, yeah. So for me, I think this is very, uh, so I, I, uh, consume football not as actively as everyone here, but I think first, my first sort of introduction to football which really made me interested in it, apart from just playing it as a child, was uh, there's this, uh, I don't know if you guys have seen it, but there is this uh, anime or there was this animated TV series, I'd call it, uh, a French animated TV series called Galactic Football. And I used to watch it. I remember it being sort of in the so the it, the show is based around this fact. So, uh, there is a galaxy called Zalian Galaxy where um, there is this team called Snow Kids that plays football. But it's not just football. It has this element of flux, which is basically they have extra abilities like super strength, super speed, super agility, and they can do teleportation, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So that, that's my sort of recommendation. If anyone wants to check it out, yeah. We have a football, right? Galactic football, yeah. Okay, fine. I'm I'm gonna see if he checks this out for sure. It's a Chinese film, right? Around a similar theme, like having superpowers playing. Shaolin soccer. Shaolin soccer. Shaolin soccer, man. I think everybody has seen that. I think everybody has seen that movie. It's one of the stupidest football movies I've ever seen, but we loved it. Man, I would still rate Shaolin soccer above. Uh, Danadan Goal or whatever that was called. Goal 3, no? no the no, Indian no. movie. Oh, Danadan Goal. Oh, boy. Dude, I love it. Danadan Goal, no? What is that? Danadan Goal or something like that. The John Abraham yeah, and John Arshad Varsi. Yeah. As the, the centre forward and Arshad Varsi as the captain who didn't know what this... Oh, boy. <laughs> I think that was the real... The real, 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 real stuff. Movie. Real deal. Yeah. yeah. Have you watched <laughs> Bendit like Beckham? By any chance, guys? Yeah, 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 yeah of, course, of course. Yes. Yeah, it, 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 it was good. That was another super movie for me. And even the goal movies are, are also really good. I like the one. The first two only, I think. The first two, yeah. yeah oh, what, was there? Oh, there was a goal three as well, right? Yeah, it wasn't that great. The problem with goal, I, I, I don't I know we are, we are moving away from the topic, but again, we're talking about content. No, no, we are, we are in the topic. Yeah, actually, the topic, topic we need to talk about. Yeah. See, the, the, <laughs> the, problem, the problem with goal three was, that, see, the problem with goal 
series as was that they had a they had a mexican american protagonist but this still was a british uh, production so goal 3 when they were wanted to go international show an international team they had they couldn't they were they were between a hard place and a rock they couldn't make a successful commercially successful movie with the mexican squad having santiago munoz had to go the english way they couldn't go for gavin harris because he was already getting old in in goal too so they just injured santiago munoz and went ahead with another people that was stupid but yeah so i i, I so what i'm trying mm. to say is that i yeah. understand and the predicament in which goal 3 the producers might would have found themselves and i think that's where they should have actually decided to chalk off the the, the project and keep goals were goal 1 mm. and 2 as the like you, you 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 leave when you are at your best you know when you resign at your top you will never yeah. be someone who is off your beyond your top so i mean goal 2 okay. i i i mean goal <laughs> goal 2 last scene last moment that, that beckham free kick and commentary oh. the feelings could cry my eyes out on oh. that scene brilliant yeah. the direction boy the content this is brilliant it's that like, and they, they say the winning mentality the winning habit coming back to the team oh boy it's looking good it's going in mm. it's in you know so at that entire package the the background score the the the, the capturing the audiences um reactions the and uh, the void before the storm you know like uh, there was a moment where there was no sound when the ball was just slow in slow motion approaching the top corner and then in the top corner yeah, yes. that was that, that so that's uh, sorry i don't know whether it was my turn but that's where i will talk about the content because i love the romance of football hmm. actually i love the romance of football yeah. i used to play yeah. football i can't play football right now because i'm old <laughs> no actually because there's no time actually but uh, but but yeah uh, can't play football can you can only can only play pes on on my phone but uh, see the fact is that what keeps me going to answer jab's question what keeps me going back to football is is the the, the documentaries about the background the politics of football the romance of football the the struggles whether it's the damn united whether it's it's um, um obviously the uh, so um, by the way guys uh, so go, uh, the there's this youtube channel rabona tv i don't know i don't know whether you guys know about that so it's a canadian guy he's adrian yeah yeah adrian adrian, adrian. adrian. so he he he, he has TV. this he has this uh, playlist on roots of the rivalry so i suggest you guys please so that was yeah. a uh, so was that he's covered roots of the rivalries all the way from the famous ones like barca real or united liverpool to and you know fenerbahce galatasaray uh, in uh, in istanbul all the way to the latin american the mexican rivalries he's also covered uh, indian football i think he's covered uh, mohan bagan and east bengal and as well i was going to say that mohan bagan east bengal and mohammedan sporting yeah. so that is the content where you come you come across in uh, content and information which you wouldn't know of from mainstream mainstream media so that keeps keeps me keeps me going and you know trying to trying to find more and more content which normally wouldn't know and then feed on that so so for me that's that that keeps me going and obviously 
um i hate the youtube algorithm which br- keeps on bringing bringing suggestions of robin van persie's all united goals or rooney's all united goals so keep on watching them and i'm like damn those so the times actually you want to go um so so um so i'll just tell some content that you know which which uh, any fan would like uh even copa on your copa um there is a fan channel called copa they copa have 90. a really good uh, copa 90 yeah. yes even they have a really good uh, playlist like you know where they show the history of derbies and mm. like many famous football matches like you know mm. why they are like in fact in fact uh, hitc7 as well football history hitc7 as well sorry Oh, I've not. Oh, yeah. oh, right, 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 right. They, they've, uh, they've. I think they've done a documentary on Munich and stuff, right? Yes. So, yeah. So they uh, HRTC sevens as as the name goes. They normally le- run listicles. You know, seven players X Y Z, seven clubs X Y Z. But they've also covered about issue like uh, the clubs which were, uh, uh, which which were bankrupt and when they uh, emerged out of that. and you know the bayern munich uh, pay, uh, giving lo- granting loan to borussia dortmund to stay stay afloat and you know some of those stories so that's the roma- that's those are the stories which which uh, are really are really important for us to learn like bayern munich giving uh, paying money giving money to dortmund when dortmund was about to enter administration things like that the story about union berlin the story about how the entire turkish turkey as a country hates istanbul bashak shahir and you know like the the emergence of jonbuk motors as as a as a country as a uh, company run club so you know like so hrtc7 so i suggest you guys to wa- to watch their videos as well they also covered quite interesting politics and football they they are football clubs which are run by polit- politics uh, transnistria obviously chisinau that we just united just played a match in moldova right against uh, uh, sheriff sheriff station and sheriff are actually not really a moldovan club they are transnistrian club so they do cover about the emergence of clubs back by the social reforms or politics or civil unrests and what not so i'll i'll that's another content which i'd like to uh, suggest you guys i'm sorry ashwin back to you no 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 this is i mean this is something that i would like to see as well so i'll definitely watch that channel and um, have you guys watched uh, this thing sunland till i die yes the documentary on netflix the docu series definitely i've seen the thumbnail that is yeah that is one of the best uh, football related documentaries i've seen you know like the passion so we are uh, normally every fan wants their team to you know be successful but being passionate towards your club uh, despite not having you know success at all it's something different like you know i've the respect that you'll you'll feel for the fans for 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 supporting a club that has historically been well let's just face it very very poor and but still they take like an average of 30 to 40000 in their stadiums and so just it's just brilliant like you know how much love can a supporter have for their club despite not being successful so that is another yeah that is a documentary that that should be watched by any you know football loving fan 
or even people who are coming new to football they should like definitely watch it 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 makes you understand why you watch football why you love football that the way they have i mean that we all do right got it okay. uh, we put the, all those links in the show notes so that uh, our listeners can find that another another yeah. another I documentary which 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 i was uh, i just wanted you guys to really 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 watch um on bournemouth bournemouth had a went i went into administration and had uh, started the the league one season in or the championship season in in minus league one season on with minus 17 points and, and then they survived the season then they got promotion in the next season the the way the, uh, the Eddie Howe and the and the players and the team and his team actually did not because uh, did not quit they they continued with the club they stuck with the club they stuck with the, the belief they had in themselves and the club started the season with minus 17 escaped relegation and then they went on to achieve prom- promotion so i highly suggest you guys to go to go on youtube on the on bournemouth's official channel and watch that documentary minus 17 the story behind the dream and that's completely opposite to what happened in uwe when after after calcio poli when uh, uh, uwe were was stripped off and relegated their top players left so that shows that shows it's not about the name it's about your your feel of affiliation with the club, your connections with the club and the people in that club. So that's the that's I think only Del Piero and somebody else only yes, stayed, yes, right? Exactly. So it's crazy. Del Piero stayed. I remember Ferguson wanting him, uh, but you know, he refused to was, sign. Exactly. So that's that, that that's yeah. the beauty about football. That's the romance about football. He was the only one left, I think. Everybody else left. Yes. Left I think Nedved as well. Nedved as well. He also stayed. <laughs> yes, he also stayed. Nedved and Del Piero were the only ones who stayed. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. And they can't be players. Otherwise, nobody else. So, so minus 17. I remember a defender as well. A defender as well. A right back. An Uruguayan or somebody. I forgot his name. He had a ponytail. I forgot his name though. He couldn't write back. I, don't I think he was South American. I'm not sure. No. Very I bad memory I have. Please. can if if Sathik can recall him, I I really do not remember. Uh, no. Yeah. And I'm obviously I I I, I was in a similar family. So I didn't care about. I was the happiest person when Kalsipoli happened. So yeah. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, you have always been an AC Milan. So, so uh, I, uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure you guys also had like one favorite club in every league. So I don't know why we did that. I don't know somehow as a, as kids we just want, didn't want to be left out. So like it was it it, it was all yes. we, we chose one player in each league. Yeah, I mean it's, it's, it's crazy. I think I think that that's a common thing for for everybody. We 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 do not want any discussion to be left out. So we like we chose one player from each league. So, yeah. one play, favorite player. Yeah. We used to do it. So, we'll end with you. Any any content recommendations from your side? I think, I think, uh, 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 HITC7, I, I was about to say HITC7, but then Ashwin has already said about it. And uh, the, the, uh, another podcast that I have listened to once, uh, like, uh, like I, I, I do not listen to a lot of podcasts because I really do not, I really do not get time to even you know, switch on my TV or, or for, 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 that, for that matter, my laptop for that matter. So uh, once a podcast that I went to, went, went to was Soccer 101. I think you have heard it. 
ఫుట్బాల్ and uh, uh, individually on the it, it also focuses on the clubs uh, like uh, big, uh, like historical clubs like manchester united and other uh, other uh, historical clubs from the different leagues so i think that is one podcast uh, uh, that uh, people can access and and uh, they, they can listen to it i don't know if it is available it is available here in india or not but uh, the uh, but uh, i think i was on on uh, i as far as i remember i used a vpn to access it <laughs> so i don't know if it, it is it is accessible to it to in, in india or not but then it's a, it's a very good podcast saying that uh, it has a lot of details and a lot of content which uh, any beginner can also access so if he, if he or she does not if he or she does not uh, know a lot about football and really wants to you know at least get a know how or at least know about what all things happen on field so you can access that particular podcast and apart from that itc7 already as said by ashwin it is great it it is great videos and it has all the insights that as as ashwin explained so yeah these two things i would want to add so it's also want to add two more right uh i want to add athletic i mean it's a it's a very insightful uh, athletic is a very insightful like app you know you can have like very in depth and like very unique articles there and also mm. for united fans i would highly recommend uh, stratford paddock they are a brilliant channel they are a brilliant fan channel so so what very honest very honest and like one of my personal favorite ఫుడ్బాల్ uh so thank you once again for all of you guys for joining in uh it's been a, i had a great time listening to all of you uh hopefully uh, the listeners will also have the same experience <laughs>